everyone. Welcome back to the Leaders and Best podcast. We're your hosts, Katie. And Jordan. And last week, we, well, actually mostly Mark and Lisbeth in their best paranormal activity voices, shared some of our favorite campus myths and legends. This week, we're going to debunk some new myths for you. Myths about moving and living with your roommate. Once again, we're joined by two Campus Day leaders, Sarah and Charlotte, to talk to us about their experiences. Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, everyone. I'm Charlotte. Thank you both so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about what it was like on your move-in day? I moved into Bursley Hall my freshman year up on North Campus, and I came with both my parents because I only live about an hour away from campus, so we were able to drive two cars of all of my stuff up to Bursley Hall, and we were able to meet with the staff and the student volunteers at Bursley, and they have them at all the residence halls that help you move in. Um, and it was really nice to be able to meet some of the student volunteers, too, because she and the one that helped me ended up living on the floor beneath me. So when I would see her around, I knew she was the one who helped move me in. It took us about a few hours to move in because I did live on the fifth floor, so it took a while to go up and down. But after a while, we were just in my room once the stuff was out of the cars and we were busy arranging and organizing everything in my room. It was super nice because I went blind, so I met my roommate on my move-in day, and it was super nice to meet her that day while my parents were there and everyone was able to meet in person. For me, my move-in day, it was also with my parents. We drove up from my house in Columbus, Ohio, and basically the same thing. We moved all my stuff in there. It was a very exhausting and sweaty process, and we were moving a lot of furniture around. And after a very tearful goodbye, I finally talked to my roommate, um, but we actually found each other beforehand. So I found my roommate through Instagram and we DM'd each other. It was like a little bit of speed dating kind of vibe, but after a while we did actually decide to room together. And that's one of the two ways that you can find a roommate when you're coming to Michigan. So you can either room blind, which is where you come to campus and you meet your roommate like Sarah did for the first time. But for me, I decided that I wanted to find a roommate ahead of time. I was really, really anxious coming to campus and I knew that I wanted to eliminate a little bit of the uncertainty of coming to campus if I possibly could. And for me, that meant that when I showed up to campus, I wanted to make sure that I knew the person already that I was going to live with. And for me, this was an absolutely great idea. I was able to go to orientation with this roommate as well, which was a really great way for us to get connected beforehand. But for me, I really like this decision and it ended up working out really well. Yeah, I kind of had the same experience as Charlotte. I uh, found my freshman year roommate through one of the Facebook pages. So when you commit to coming to Michigan, uh, there's usually a Facebook page for your class. So I joined the class of 2021 University of Michigan Facebook page and it felt like every single day, like 50 plus people were putting little bios about themselves up on Facebook. And then you can meet people that way. And that's how I met my uh, first year roommate was through that uh, Facebook page. So kind of similar as Charlotte, uh, the similar experience there. I remember moving to campus and moving into my dorm and getting all ready. And then like our RA called us down to the front lawn area and she was like okay everyone you are going to sit down with your new roommate and you are going to write a contract 
and you are going to figure out your do's and don'ts within your room and what you like and what you don't like. And you're going to sign it today and you're going to give it back to me. And I was so overwhelmed. I was like, what in the world am I signing right now? I don't, I barely met this person and now I'm signing a contract with them. So Sarah or Charlotte, like, did either of you have the similar experience with a roommate contract? What was that like? What advice would you give to people who will one day be signing a roommate contract themselves? I definitely thought it was overwhelming at first, too, because we kind of had just met them, like Katie said. And it sounds kind of silly at first, but it definitely comes in handy eventually. Uh, We'll talk about a few of the specific things that are really good to discuss with a roommate. There's a lot to fill out on the contract as well, so you don't have to think of everything. There's a lot already on the paper, and I do really recommend filling it out. Most RAs try to strongly recommend that you do it because it can become helpful later in the year should you ever have conflicts or problems with your roommate. And with that, your RA is kind of a good resource for any conflicts that may arise in general. One really big thing that is super good to talk with your roommate about right at the beginning is about how you guys are going to respect each other's personal space and your own time, because those are things that can be really different from what you're used to living at home, maybe with just your parents, or even if you shared a room at home, it's kind of a different experience living with someone who you're not related to. So definitely one big time where me and my roommate were on our own. We didn't really bother each other. It's when we were both in the room, but we were both doing our individual homework. Now we're kind of all used to having our own personal time on our computers because of online classes. But even when we had in-person classes and when we hopefully will again, we always respected each other's time that we spent doing homework because it can be really distracting living with a bunch of people or even just one roommate, but having your hall with a bunch of people. There's constantly people around, but having your roommate respect Your own time spent doing homework is really important. And as far as personal space, this is kind of different per roommate. And like we said, it's important that you talk about that. For my roommate and I, we tended to just stick to our own sides of the room, but it's always good to just talk about this, like we said, at the beginning of the year so you don't run into any issues. I completely agree with Sarah. I honestly think that one of the biggest things that underlies everything with your roommate is just having really, really good communication, which that roommate contract that your RA has you fill out initially does. So my roommate and I, we tried to be really, really upfront about any conflicts and with our confrontation styles with each other because we knew it was gonna be better to have these discussions as they came up instead of letting things fester and build up and then come out all at once. As Sarah said, it's really hard for some of us to transition from having our own rooms at home maybe and then all of a sudden be living with someone constantly and having them constantly around even when maybe you do need some time alone. But having really good positive communication is, I promise you, the key to success with any of these things because it really helps to make sure that you guys are both on the same page always and are never letting anything you know come to a head later on. One of the big things that we had a lot of communication about was with visitors. So my freshman year, both my roommate and I had friends from home visit, and it was nice to have already talked about boundaries and expectations that we had with each other when having visitors. Talking about all of that ahead of time was a really, really good way to make sure that those conflicts didn't arise and it wasn't something really cringe and awkward that all of a sudden happened when one of our friends from home would happen. Another thing off of this as far as sleeping is talking about quiet hours and keeping your lights on and your different sleep schedules. 
My biggest advice with this, if you are picking a roommate ahead of time, is to be so honest about your sleep schedule because I promise you that will be a conflict later on if you are not honest about it. And everyone wants to seem really easygoing, but just be honest. If you stay up until 4 a.m., that's fine. I promise you someone else also stays up until 4 a.m. every night. But what my roommate and I did and what I would personally recommend to adjust to different sleep schedules um, was to just adjust to whoever is sleeping, no questions asked. So if someone is exhausted a certain day and wants to go to bed at 8 p.m., then lights are off, they go to bed. And also, if someone doesn't have class until 1 p.m. and wants to sleep until 12.30, then we would just keep the lights off and stay quiet in the room until then. Honestly, everyone is so much happier when they get a full amount of sleep. I know I am literally not the same person when I'm asleep versus when I'm well-rested, or I'm literally not the same person when I'm sleepy versus when I'm well-rested. So for us, that was a really great arrangement to have and just making sure that we talked about that ahead of time. So in those moments that maybe we were on the exact same page, we need to defer back to the plan that we always had. Okay, so I know we've spent a good portion of time talking to you all about these roommate contracts and all the rules and things you have to set up with your roommate and it can feel a little bit overwhelming because this is of course a very exciting time so uh just to kind of change our direction a little bit um what did you all think was like the best thing about living with someone your first year i know a lot of us come from different backgrounds very few of us have shared rooms for an extended period of time in our lives. So uh, I know it's a, a big transition, but what do any of you here today think was like the best thing or the most unexpected thing about living with a roommate? For me, there were actually two really great things that I loved about having a roommate that I genuinely did not expect to love. But one of the things was just, it was kind of like she was a built-in friend for me. So the moment we came on campus, it was like glued at the hip and we did so many things together. One of the first things being Festival. And if you've listened to some of the other podcasts, you've heard us talk about this, but that's that big day at the beginning of the fall semester where tons of different clubs have tents set up. And we went around and wrote our emails down on tons of different club signups. And we also went to a lot of mass meetings together because it was just nice to have someone that was going through the same thing as me aka being a freshman and being scared of everything and we also got to meet so many people together and it just really really was nice to have someone by my side during that we also had tons of just like fun memories and truly became such close friends we had so many nights of just sprinting over to Walgreens right before it would close to get some Cheez-Its and some chocolate chip ice cream sandwiches which are so amazing it's such a steal and we'd also get dinner in the dining hall together almost every single night which I just absolutely loved. And the second thing that I loved about having a roommate was it was double the closet, which was so nice because obviously I did not have everything. And anytime that we were doing something together, maybe we were getting dinner with friends or going to brunch, it was nice to know that I could just defer to any of her clothes if all of a sudden I hated my entire wardrobe. Something that I found really cool about living with a new person is A, obviously living with a new person is definitely something that, not all of us have gotten to experience. So I think that that's kind of a learning experience about yourself and how you interact with others kind of in general. So doing that your first year at college kind of goes with the whole doing new things in college aspect. 
And then something specific to me, but also is probably applicable to a lot of people, is kind of learning a lot from your roommate. So I went in blind and my roommate ended up being an international student from India, which was super cool because I could learn about her life in India and she could learn about here. And we kind of had each other as resources for that, especially because I grew up kind of as a Michigan family and coming to Ann Arbor. So I was a super useful tool for her coming from literally across the world to a new state, a new country. And she had lots of questions that I was always happy to answer kind of just about Michigan life, about college life. And it was nice to have kind of each other through that learning experience and new time in college. I will say the most unexpected thing for me probably came first and foremost from Rooming Blind. I know that I initially started to look through the Facebook group. It really overwhelmed me. Um, and I wasn't initially able to find anyone to room with. I know, shocking, because you would think that everybody in my incoming class would have wanted to room with me freshman year. Um, but although I didn't find a roommate that way, I did end up finding someone to room with from home. But then because of housing arrangements, that ended up falling through. So it ended up causing a lot more of a headache than I was ready for trying to find a roommate. But when I did move in and it was someone that I hadn't requested, hadn't met before, I definitely was a little bit nervous, but we ended up getting along really well. We lived together again sophomore year. We were involved in some of the same student organization. So I know there are a lot of scary stories on movies and TV about like crazy random roommates, but I promise you in the vast, vast majority of cases, that's not going to be the case and you will get along with your roommate very well. And it's not just your roommate, but also the people that you'll meet on your hall as well will end up being incredibly friendly. I met some of my closest friends just from going on a walk around campus on one of the first nights when we moved in and exploring campus a little bit and we still talk now. And so you'll find really quickly that not just your roommate, but people on your hall are looking to meet people and build community. And the last thing is, is I was surprised by how quickly I got used to community bathrooms. That definitely wasn't something that I was used to, um, but people are super respectful of each other's personal space. It's something that you get used to pretty quickly. And I never really had an issue with community bathrooms. There's always four or five sinks, four or five toilets, four or five showers. So you're not really waiting in the bathroom for an extended period of time if you're trying to get to class or to a meeting sometime soon. So don't let the idea of a community bathroom scare you too much because I promise you will get into a groove with it pretty quickly. And as much as we're sharing our thankfully really positive experiences with finding our roommates or rooming blind, at the end of the day, if something isn't working for you, your room really only has to be the place that you sleep in if that's all that you want it to be. And if you don't get along with your roommates super well or the absolute best, it will help you get out of your comfort zone more and just get out of your room to meet more people. So truly nothing negative can come from your rooming situation, regardless of whether or not you love your roommate. Okay, so after all this talk, it really sounds like your first year in the residence halls is a fantastic experience. You have amazingly clean bathrooms, according to Jordan. Uh, you have a full dining hall at the ready, no matter where you are on campus. A super fun residence hall community just beyond your immediate roommate. So why would you ever want to leave the residence hall? Like, what is the point of moving off campus after your first year if you are building this amazing community on campus? So Sarah or Charlotte or Jordan, uh, what do you guys have to say about moving off campus and that transition after your first year? If you're someone like me and you went through recruitment for a sorority or fraternity, one reason you might want to leave your 
on campus housing is to go live in a sorority or fraternity house. So that is one option we have on campus. I did Panhellenic recruitment in the winter of my freshman year and I ended up joining a sorority that I love. And a big thing with sororities and fraternities is that they often have houses that a lot of people choose to live in their sophomore year. So that's where I am now and I'm also gonna be living there next year. And it's super fun living with 60, 70 girls. Um, but that is just one option, of course. There's also a lot of different options on campus, like co-ops, apartments, houses, or the residence halls, again, if that's something you're interested in. A lot of students in Ann Arbor do choose to move off campus just because that's kind of the culture here. And there are a lot of options in such a great city like Ann Arbor. So sorority house was the option for me for this these few years. But I know Charlotte's lived in an off-campus house, so she can probably talk about that a little bit better. Yeah, I have, which has been so amazing. So similarly to Sarah, I spent my sophomore year in my sorority house, but now in my junior year, I'm living in a smaller off-campus house. And one of the biggest things that I love about it is there's this like big misconception that living off campus means that you're going to be really far away from everything that happens on campus. But in fact, me being in my off campus house is actually a lot closer to a lot of ac academic buildings that beforehand were much further away. So I've absolutely loved it. And it's also just nice to be able to cook your own food and do your own things as much as I love the dining halls. But I do enjoy that experience of being really independent and then just being able to constantly hang out with all my friends and be around them. So I've also lived off campus now since my freshman year and I've lived in houses that were sort of ish apartments and that there were multiple units in the house and this year for my senior year I'm living in a standalone house and I really enjoyed it because you have your own room to kind of have your own space which isn't something that you have all the time when you're living with a roommate, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, that's just a nature of the way that you're living. But when you're living in your own house, and in most cases have your own room, you're able to have that personal space, but then also have those common areas where you can hang out with your housemates. And I've especially appreciated it this year when we spent a lot more time at home than we're typically used to. It's been really nice to have my housemates there to spend a lot of time with. Um, we play a lot of Xbox, we've picked up a lot of new board games that we've played this year. Um, so I've really enjoyed my experiences living off campus, but I think one of the biggest questions students have is once they moved out of their housing first year, how do they find that off-campus housing? This was something I was really nervous about because obviously both my freshman year being in the dorms and then my sophomore year being in my sorority house, my housing situations were kind of predetermined and not something I really had to ever really think about a whole ton. But then going into my junior year, I was like, okay, I need to find a house and I needed to make sure that that was all tied up. And two of the biggest ways that people find their other housing is one, knocking on people's doors and two, talking to some of their older friends. So the way I found my current house and my house for my senior year was just by talking to some of my friends and my different student organizations. And I honestly just asked if anyone assigned the lease for their house. I knew if like it was the right number of bedrooms. And then if no one had signed the lease, then hopped on that with my friends and got that all worked out. But I also know a ton of people that have just done it by walking around the different, you know, the different neighborhoods in Ann Arbor and have knocked on people's doors and have done the same thing except without knowing the person and have just asked if their lease has been signed and if not, they've gotten in contact with the landlord and everything has worked out really well from there. There's also different services on campus and one of them being Beyond the Diag, which is a really great way to like connect with 
different things just beyond the residence halls into making sure that you're still connected to the university and even just posting in those Facebook groups that had been mentioned beforehand that people found roommates through just to figure out what different housing situations are possible. I was really, really anxious about contacting landlords and apart like different apartment buildings and all those different things because of those are things I've never had to do before, but the processes were really, really easy. And honestly, all the landlords here know that you guys are students and they're really helpful in making sure it's like a super, super smooth and easy process. Another thing that's really popular too is subletting where someone that is not currently living in the room that they're paying rent for sublets it out so that someone else can live in there for some normally a discounted rent. And that's another really, really great way to find housing after living in the dorms. As promised, this episode won't end without us playing Mythbusters. I know for me, one of the biggest things that I was worried about was that moving from North Carolina to Michigan, that I would end up completely frozen. That hasn't been the case. All I needed to do was buy a really nice winter jacket, and all you need to do is not make the same mistake that we do by volunteering to be outside giving tours in the cold, and you won't have to worry about that either. Just kidding. Would highly recommend it. Been one of my favorite things I've done on campus, but you do have to tough a little bit of the cold. But for you all, what were some of the biggest myths or concerns about housing at Michigan and moving to Michigan that we can address on today's episode? One big myth for me was definitely hearing about how the three separate neighborhoods on campus can make Michigan feel kind of disconnected. So all the residence halls are divided over the hill part of campus, central campus and north campus. And you have an equal chance of ending up on any of the three. And I had heard that sometimes you might feel kind of disconnected if you were a little bit farther away from maybe where the action was or where all the classes are kind of held. But I found this not really to be true. Like I mentioned, I lived up on North Campus, which is like a 10 minute bus ride away, but I did not feel disconnected in the slightest. Again, it is only a 10 minute bus ride. That's not really that long in the grand scheme of things. So I rode down the bus frequently and I just visited all my friends on Central Campus. They came up to North Campus. And regardless of where you end up, there's hundreds if not thousands of kids living in the residence halls with you. Though there's no shortage of people to do things with no matter what part of campus you're on. I think a misconception that I had coming into college was that you have to be best friends with your first roommate that you have or your first roommate in your residence hall. I think in all the movies and TV shows I had seen, there are so many extremes. You either see people who are best friends and then they are in each other's weddings and then they have kids at the same time, or you see people who hate each other and they never want to be around each other at all. So I totally thought that I had to like fit into one of those extremes with my first roommate. And I just want to say that that is not the case at all. Um, I had a wonderful experience with my first roommate. I have not lived with her since my freshman year, but we had a great first year together. So I just want to let everyone know that you don't have to be best friends, but you also don't have to be big enemies with your first roommate ever. It's a learning curve for everyone. And just know that you are in the same boat as your roommate and you are learning together and maybe you guys will end up being best friends and at each other's weddings and that'll be amazing and it's also okay if you are not 
uh, at each other's weddings in uh, several years down the road. So uh, just to dispel that myth, you don't have to be best friends with your first roommate and you will meet many, many, many other people besides that first roommate in college. The myth that I'll address is sort of at the other end of that extreme, which is if you room blind, you will have an awful roommate or a crazy roommate and you don't know what to do. But like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I got along with my roommate that I roomed blind with very, very well. Um, So don't feel like there's a pressure to come in with someone you know or meet someone through the Facebook group and that's the only way you're going to find a roommate that you get along with or are friends with because even though you don't have to be, maybe you are looking to build a really strong connection with your roommate and there are a lot of people that are. So don't feel like it has to be someone that you've met beforehand for that to be the case. There absolutely is a great chance that you will room blind and meet someone that you get along with really well. Like I said, we continue to live together and be involved in similar organizations and social circles. So it's totally possible to meet someone great, even if you're room blind. The last myth that I'll talk about that I really felt a lot and made me super, super anxious is that if you don't sign a lease for the year in advance, you won't get any housing and you'll completely miss out on everything. And that is completely not true. Everyone is going to make it out to seem like that. It is going to be really anxious and try to find, you know, what group of friends they want to live with and make sure that they're signing a lease, quote unquote, on time. But truly, housing will always be available in Ann Arbor. You just might have to look a little bit harder. People like to say that it's running out because it kind of helps them hike up prices, especially in big apartment buildings. But I promise you, there's no need to rush into signing any sort of lease, especially for your sophomore year. If you've just showed up and you're still trying to figure out even who your friends are here and trying to still trying to make friends, don't worry. I promise you, you will get housing. Don't fall into the trap of signing a lease crazy, crazy early. One final myth that we want to dispel is that Uh, This campus, University of Michigan's campus, will never feel like home because it is such a large campus. That could not be further from the truth. Even though this campus is large and even though there are thousands and thousands of students here on this campus, uh, this absolutely has become home. And the University of Michigan's campus has felt like a second home to me for the last four years. Uh, Jordan, I don't know if you have anything to add, Sarah or Charlotte, about the University of Michigan feeling like home. I can absolutely jump in here. I know I was a little bit worried about that, too, because I was moving so far away from where I grew up in Charlotte. It was not as easy of a trip just to drive up here with a couple of cars and move into my residence hall. Um, So I was worried that I would feel a little bit homesick or that it wouldn't necessarily feel like home for that reason. But I absolutely would echo everything Katie said. You will realize so quickly that there are an endless amount of ways to build community here on campus, whether it be through your residence hall, through your classes, through your student organizations. And that community isn't just going to be a big part of your life when you're here on campus, but also beyond that. It might be the friends you made during your time here at Michigan that you keep in touch with. It may be the local alumni club where you move to that gets together to watch Michigan football and basketball games at the local Michigan bar or restaurant. Or it may even be when you're somewhere else around the country wearing a Michigan cap or t-shirt that someone gives you a high five and says, go blue to you. Whatever it may be, this campus will feel like home to you, not just during your four years here, but beyond that as well. And we hope that you will join us here on campus in the fall and that it'll feel like that to you too pretty quickly. I was definitely surprised at how quickly it felt like home is one thing for me. I, just a few weeks into school, 
my freshman year, I found myself saying after class, like, oh, I want to go home or I need to go grab something from home. And sometimes when I was talking to people who knew I only lived an hour away, they would be like, oh, why are you going home? As in, they thought I was going home to see my parents. But I was realizing that I super quickly just started calling my dorm my home. And now I do the same thing with my sorority house. And it just feels so much like home because of all the people I've met. And honestly, one big thing for me is once I move my bed somewhere, that's where I start calling home. So if you have your bed and your pillows and all that kind of stuff, it starts feeling like home super quickly. So I would never be too stressed or worried about somewhere on campus not feeling like home. I do the exact same thing as Sarah. I have now called Ann Arbor home for such a long time and sometimes even accidentally. And especially when my friends are out of town and away from campus, I always end up asking them, when are you coming home? Not even realizing most of the time they are actually visiting their real homes. But for me, being in college and being in Ann Arbor and being at Michigan has like introduced me to the idea that your family is so fluid and your family is truly whoever's around you and the people that you love. And I'm so thankful of all the amazing connections I've made here. And I truly know they're one of the kind. And for me, that has been what has made Ann Arbor feel like absolutely home to me. All right, everyone. We have had so much fun these last few months sharing our favorite memories, tips, tricks, myths, ghost stories, and all of the in-between stories from our time at Michigan. We hope that this information was helpful for all of you as you are making these difficult college decisions. While Jordan and I are graduating in a few short weeks, as you know, we will always call the University of Michigan home, and we hope that many of you will soon call this campus and all of the people here on campus home as well. And while we of course hope that this podcast was exactly what you needed to convince you to spend the next four years here in Ann Arbor, What's most important is that you find somewhere that you'll appreciate as much as we appreciate U of M. We want you all to find that place that you'll be able to call home, not just for four years, but for the rest of your life. And just as we did at the end of season one, we want to thank all of our Campus Day leaders for writing and recording on these episodes and our editing team, who you've heard from today, Justin, Charlotte, and Sarah, for all of their help this season as well. We also want to give another huge thank you to Brian, one of our professional staff members in the admissions office who has done a ton of hard work behind the scenes to help make this podcast happen. And I want to give a big thanks to my co-host, Katie, who I've had a blast hosting this podcast with. I could not have done this without her over the last few months from writing scripts to recording to organizing all of our meetings and making sure everything gets done. I've had a blast and we hope that you all have had a blast with us. Thank you, Jordan. It would not be the same without you here as well. And I wish that everyone could see all the times that I am caught laughing or maybe rolling my eyes at you in the background. But as always, please check out Enrollment Connect for more chances to talk to current students about life at Michigan. We hope to see you in Ann Arbor in the fall. And until then, go Blue.